Hey there, let's face it. Today's internet world is so saturated and everyone is fighting for their number one spot to be visible. It is no longer about running ads and having thousands of people on your email list. It is about building relationships and networking with others to grow your business and become visible. Hi, my name is Candice. I'm a podcast launch strategist and I help service-based business owners develop and deliver their message to the world by using platforms like podcasting and bringing valuable content to those who need to hear what they have to say. Welcome to the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. I have Hannah Felice today on the podcast. And she is from Felice Freelancing. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful and so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yay. So could you tell everyone who you are and what you do? Hello, everyone. (laughs) As Candace said, I'm Hannah. I am a copywriter and story strategist. And I am on a mission to help service-based entrepreneurs sell out their service and courses And I do that by writing story-focused emails and case studies. And I also help entrepreneurs develop their own signature stories to make them stand out as thought leaders and create this really like unparalleled connection with their audience. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, because no, we hear it all the time. Like, you know, we have to develop our message and develop a story because people love that. You know, I'm I'm a big Mm -hmm. fan of it too, but me writing it for myself is like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) it's challenging for a lot of people, but it's kind of like a scavenger hunt for me. So like, it's really, it's just super fun. (laughs) It's what it ends up being. That's good. So let's talk about the inspiration behind you starting your business. What was that like for you? Yeah, great question. I started my business the end of 2019. My husband is in the military and our family had just moved 12 hours away from all the rest of our family in Indiana. And I accidentally got pregnant with twins. (laughs) And I knew that I didn't want to get a job just to go to work just to send them to daycare because the cost of them going to daycare would have equaled anything I could have made in our area. At least that's what it felt like. So I decided to take my journalism degree and the writing experience that I had and turn it into a freelance copywriting business. So that was kind of the genesis of starting a business. And I've since met amazing, amazing service-based entrepreneurs and all kinds of other really great entrepreneurs. And it's been so much fun to help people see that their stories are really important and that they can have the confidence to share them. It's been amazing. That's really cool. That's I love it. I love when people <laughs> say that they, you know, was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to work. I don't want to work for someone. Or like in your mm-hmm. case, you like, uh, daycare is a little bit expensive. It's like, it's kind of like um, mortgage. More payment. than a little expensive. Like, <laughs> We looked at some of the prices around here and I was like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. They will be hanging out with me at the house and I will find something to do. Yeah. And especially, you know, you, you're paying someone to basically raise your child that you don't even know what they're teaching them. You yeah. Know? That's the thing. I, yeah. Totally. I really feel for the, the parents that don't have as many options and as many choices about that. It's definitely a gift to get to be at home with your kids and know what's going into their bodies and minds and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, things is not like how it used to be back in the day when I was coming up. It's completely <laughs> world out, different world out there. Definitely. Um, totally. So, can you remember a time in your business or starting out when you had a hello moment? A time that I had a hello moment was actually when I discovered that case study writing was a thing. So for those of you who might not be familiar, a case study is just like a client success story. And it's a story that tells about a problem that one of your clients had, the solution that you provided, and the amazing results that they got. And it's actually a mirror for like a Cinderella story or like Lord of the Rings or any other story from literature or the movies or anything like that that you love. Case study is just like that. And when I realized that I could write those things and get paid for them and they would be super valuable and help conversion rates for my clients, it was like, holy cow, I'm on the right track here. Storytelling and helping my audience can be combined into one really cool service. And that is going to just lit a fire under my bum to get as many stories out there as possible. And that was really a like, holy, holy cow, I'm on the right path kind of moment for me. So... How long did it take you before you got like your first client? So I actually stumbled across my first client like on accident a couple weeks after I started my business. And it was a book editing job for somebody who was writing a self-help like developmental kind of book. And I just replied to a job that they posted on Upwork and they were like, hey, this sounds great. And I was like, okay, great. Cause I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm really happy that you reached out. Uh, so definitely kind of stumbled into that and felt like I didn't know what I was doing. And I was super worried that I was going to mess things up, but it ended up being a really great partnership. And I'm really, really glad that she was my first kind of official client, if that makes sense. No, yeah, it does. And I'm very surprised that you got someone on Upwork. Because it was very hard for me to even get someone to even look at. <laughs> I was like, what's going mm-hmm. on? Yeah, Upwork is, is, is challenging. You, I think you definitely have to stick with it and just kind of like know how to basically submit your proposals and things like that on there. I guess there's like maybe like a fancy way of doing it or there may be a course out there, you know, how to, you know, basically pitch to job opportunities and uh, Upwork. But uh, kudos to you for even, you know, getting a uh, job response from that. That's that's really awesome. Yeah, Upwork can be a little bit tricky. If there are people listening who want to use Upwork, I would say that make sure in your proposals, you really talk about the value for the client and the results that you can help them get. And then make sure you ask lots of questions because that makes them inherently want to respond. Like, oh, they asked me about the timeline or, oh, they asked me about my goals for the project. I, I want to answer that question for them. And that gets the conversation going. That's cool. That's a tip. <laughs> Thank you for the tip. Yeah. Cause I know some people out there, like, especially people starting out and doing VA work there. Some people say, you know, go to Upwork and that's kind of mm-hmm. like the first place I think starting out people do, if not Fiverr, cause I've done both, but yeah, to get tips and strategies on how to you know, actually get someone to respond back to you. I think that will be something that's really helpful. So, so did you, did you continue using Upwork for your business or now that you had your client, was it more of that client actually referred uh, you to other people? That's a good question. I did go on to get a handful of more jobs from Upwork and a couple of those turned into retainer clients. And then from there, I've connected with clients 
from reaching out to them personally and through social media, like in Facebook groups and things like that. And I also get clients through referrals. So there are a handful of different avenues. I think Upwork is really great for getting started, especially if you don't have much experience. It's a good place to, because you get protected, like the money is protected. They can't not pay you if you guys have signed in a contract and all that kind of stuff. And the jobs are out there for you. So you can learn about the things that you really enjoy doing and the things that maybe not so much, it's a good place to learn and still get paid. I think it's really important that even if you're starting out, you make sure that you are getting paid because your time is valuable, your skills are valuable, and you as a whole human being are valuable. So I'm really staunch about that. If you can get paid. That's really interesting. So the coaching part of me is getting ready to come out and I'm getting ready to say, why are you not having a course regarding Upwork? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that Upwork can be super helpful. It's not a place that I spend a ton of time right now. And it's not something that I would consider myself an expert in. A lot of the things I just shared are, I think, kind of general tips for getting clients anywhere. Like You always want to show them the value of the work that you're going to do and any kind of expertise or skills that you can bring to the table. So even if you think it's not super related, like if you worked in HR and you want to be a VA, you have transferable skills from HR and you can take those skills and use them to market yourself. So I feel like it does... It does and it can apply to... I almost said Grammarly. It can apply to Upwork. Sorry, I had a conversation about Grammarly with somebody today. I don't know why that was coming up, but <laughs> it can apply to Upwork, but it also can apply everywhere else. And it should apply everywhere else if you um, are serious about getting clients. I love it. I really like that. Yeah, I hope this is really helpful. <laughs> yeah, and I hope this is really helpful for people out there because I'm like... It's, that's a platform. That's a really hard platform to get on. And if you know someone who's experienced it like you did, you know, to give those valuable tips, I think that is gold, really. You know, yeah. And if you've got listeners who have more questions, they can always email me if they need another tip or boost or something. Okay, that's really good. Uh, for yeah. anyone's listening, that's not the title of this uh, podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I went there, but I'm like, you know, we can definitely change this. (laughs) But let's focus. Amazing. amazing. I know, right? (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about how the stories we tell ourselves impact our lives and our business. Could you explain a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So something that you hear all the time in marketing from like gurus or shaman or grand poobahs, like whatever expert <laughs> experts are calling themselves these days. Um, you hear them say like, tell stories in your marketing or make sure you're using storytelling and all that kind of stuff. And I think that that's kind of a confusing thing for people sometimes. Like what do they mean by storytelling or stories and how do I use them in my business? And what if I... I'm not good at telling stories. Should I still try to use them? All those sorts of questions come up. And a lot of times it's things like, well, my story isn't that powerful. It's not that important. I don't know why anyone would listen to me. Sometimes it's, well, I'm a really private person and I don't want to share personal details and stories. So I can't use storytelling. And we have all of these things and thoughts and opinions and ideas around storytelling. And it's 
unclear what parts of storytelling exactly are helpful in your business. And like, do you have to tell personal stories? But I think it's important to acknowledge that all of those things that I just mentioned, all of those kind of objections are stories that we are telling ourselves about what is and isn't possible in our businesses. And then we do that in our own lives as well. So I thought it might be interesting to have a conversation about storytelling and how we can use it to change the way we think about ourselves and change the way we do things in our business. And then definitely we can talk about how to incorporate it in your actual marketing too. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So I think the first place to start is the stories that we tell ourselves. So these are the stories that we don't necessarily notice them all the time, but they're the thoughts that come up whenever we're faced with a challenge or whenever there's something in our business where we're forced to stop and think. So for a personal example for me is I am a writer (laughs) through and through, and I am horrible at math, like forever and ever. Amen. So bad at math. (laughs) Um, And I remember my whole life thinking like, well, I'm not very good at math and money has to do with numbers and math and like calculating your balance and stuff like that. So I'm not very good at money either. And that's a story I kept telling myself over and over and over again. And it wasn't until I got into college and I flunked finite mathematics twice, which I was a straight A student. So flunking a math class twice in college was like a punch to the gut. (laughs) And I went to the Dean of the College of Arts and Sciences where my degree was going to be from. And I said, I'm not paying another $2,000 to flunk this class. Like, what can I do? And they sent me into this math class that had to do with like music and voting and how they calculate or determine how people will vote. And we even talked about like the prisoner's dilemma. Like if you're separated and accused of a crime, do you rat on the other person? That sort of thing. It was a math class about that. And I rocked it. I was great at it. And so I had, I started realizing that I'm not super great at some kinds of math, but I am good at other kinds. And that also changed the money story that I was telling myself about, am I really good with money? Yeah, I can be in the right kind of, like if I have the right systems in place and that sort of thing. So I think it's really important to start acknowledging the stories that we're telling ourselves and looking for evidence of whether they're actually true or not. I love that. I really do. Do you have a story like that, Candace? Yeah, I do. Yeah. What's yours? <sighs> I have so many of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, now this is a coaching moment for me now. <laughs> no, um, I tell myself stories like all the time, like, you know, can I can I even make this you know, entrepreneurial or online business thing work or the stories Mm -hmm. that tell myself at my job, I'm not good enough in their eyes. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. The stories that we tell ourselves, how they're received by other people, like regardless of what the relationship is, a lot of times we feel like there's always something that we could be doing better or we're not good enough, or somebody else is doing it better than we are, or they're doing it the right way. And because we're doing it differently, it's the wrong way. And those are just stories. Like just because it's a story you're telling yourself doesn't make it the truth. And we discover the truth by taking a step back 
and looking at what's actually happening, looking at facts, looking at evidence and things like that in our lives that point us in the right direction. So whenever somebody has a negative opinion of me or a negative perception of me or doesn't see my value or something like that, I can take a step back and say, is that a them problem? Like, is that something that's coming up for them that they need to work on? Or is there something in my like process that wasn't right for them? Or is there something that I didn't do as part of our agreement that wasn't right for them or whatever it is? And once you acknowledge what end it's on, you can either let it go because it's a them problem. And that's not something you're going to be able to fix regardless of what you do, or it is something that you can fix and you can go back and say, you're right, my bad. Let me, let's reconcile this right now. So it's, that's why it's so important to look at these stories and understand where they're coming from and how they're impacting you because it can let you release so much negativity in your life if you're recognizing where the stories are coming from. That's so true. And you know what? I was listening to, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I'm not exactly sure if it's Amy Porterfield or someone, but they mentioned in their podcast, you know, I think it was Amy Porterfield. When we have like a negative thought, like you, you said, when we have a negative thought that come up to our mind, or we keep telling ourselves this particular story over and over again throughout the years, it's like, well, what what is it that I'm saying? You know, like, what's the story that I'm telling myself? And like you said, how how can I fix it? Or can it be fixed? Or is it something that the story that someone is telling me that I'm putting this negative thought in my head? It really does change things when you mm-hmm. think about that. You know, and I never, never like thought about it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's good for them. And I'm like sitting here saying to myself, wait a minute, I'm telling myself stories every day. Like, and <laughs> yeah. oftentimes oh. it is negative. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's really interesting whether or not we actively cognitively acknowledge this, we all make ourselves the hero in the stories we tell ourselves. Like our whole life is that story and we are the central character. We are the the hero in this story. And so everything that happens to us in our relationships and from other people and things like that, we're receiving that as a person who is on a journey to fulfill their purpose in life. Like that's kind of what we're all here for. We have a purpose and we're on our way to doing that, whatever your purpose is. And so when we have people at work who drive us nuts or don't appreciate us, we can sometimes say, you're the villain and you're cramping on my hero story right now. Mm -hmm. Um, When in reality, they're thinking the same thing. I'm the hero in my journey. I'm trying to fulfill my purpose. And Hannah's over here cramping my style. And so I think it's important when we can recognize too where other people are coming from and their role in our lives and the things that we're supposed to learn from them and the things that we're supposed to let go and that they can teach us. And when we can say, I'm really thankful for this lesson that you taught me and now I'm going to let it go or let you go, especially if it's a negative situation or a negative story you're telling yourself, if you can appreciate that you had it and it taught you something, and then let it go, you can keep on working towards fulfilling that purpose that you have been set out to do. I love it. Yeah, this is definitely the message that I need to hear. I really need to hear this message. Yeah. Overall, I'm here all night. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Okay, we could talk more about this afterwards. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know our listeners is probably like, wait, I want to hear the conversation. <laughs> hey there, let me guess. 
You want to start a podcast but don't have the time. I understand. Or you want to start a podcast but scared of the tech. I get it. Or you want to get started but don't know where to start. I hear you. Well, you're in luck, my friend, because I have a free Jumpstart Your Podcast guide that gives you a list of all the free tools I recommend. Plus, this helps you to organize your show notes, plan your episodes, plan those days you want to record for batching your content, and you get a checklist to make sure you check off all that is needed to get going and get started with podcasting. So what are you waiting for? Download the guide now and get started so your message can be heard. Just click the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to hear your first episode. So any last minute advice you have for our listeners out there? Yeah, this kind of segues from the last thing that I just talked about, uh, recognizing the role that you're playing in different stories. The way to make storytelling work really effectively in your marketing is to understand the role that your clients and your potential clients are are playing in their own lives. So they are trying to fulfill their purpose, trying to be the person that they were created to be. And you act as a guide or mentor for them. There's a like a framework for storytelling called the hero's journey that a lot of people are familiar with. And if you Google it, like a ton of diagrams will come up and you can see that on this hero's journey, the hero always comes across a guide who can help them. So like in The Wizard of Oz, that was Glinda for Dorothy. Or like in The Hunger Games, that was Hamish for Katniss Everdeen. Like the hero always comes across a mentor. And as a business owner and like (laughs) as the uh, like parent or spouse or whatever, you get to act as the guide. And so when you're marketing to people or when you're speaking to people, it's really important to remember what's what they're looking for and what's important to them. And so by telling stories that fit where they're at in their own journey and in their own story, that's where the really deep connection comes from. And that's where people will remember you because you really hit home with them because you understood their story and the roles that they're playing. I love it. Yeah. Also in, in my, well, not my world, but (laughs) because I go to, I go to church and everything. um, Mm -hmm. We call that a a testimony. So Yeah. In other words, the testimony that we use, we that's the story that we essentially tell others about, you know, the acts of God and what they, he done for us in our lives. And I really didn't sit and think about that until just now. And I'm like, wait a minute, I do tell stories. I, I tell my, my testimony about, you know, God and his goodness. And it's like, well, Candace, that's your story. Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't call them called a testimony. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, we, do you want to talk about that for a second? Because I feel like that's really important for our, like our Christian-based entrepreneurs. Do we have yeah. time? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, something that I know a lot of Christian entrepreneurs struggle with, myself included. So, I'm a double preacher's kid. Both of my parents have masters of divinity, and my dad is like a practicing Lutheran minister. So. I, when I started my business, I had so much mind garbage about making money and being successful and all of those things, because I was like, this is going to negatively impact my relationship with God and people who want lots of money are greedy and that's a bad thing, et cetera, et cetera. And I, it took a lot of learning and a lot of conversations with my pastor and things like that to understand that you know, the gift of Jesus is something that God does for us. 
It's not something that we do. It is a gift of mercy. And our relationship with God is secure through Jesus. So the things that we try to achieve outside of that and the purpose that God sets out for us to fulfill, like for instance, mine, I totally believe my story or my purpose is to help tell stories for other people and create connections and communities and things like that. So what we do outside of that doesn't impact our relationship with God. Like the amount of money you make does not impact your relationship with God because that is secure in Jesus. And I feel like that's a message that Christian entrepreneurs need to hear because it's something that I feel like a lot of people hold on to and it trips them up from their success. I agree. You just shed a little light bulb. You did. I completely, I really do agree. And um, yeah. And also what can affect that as well as, you know, how we was raised. And like you said, we read about, you know, the, the negative outcomes, I will say, about being greedy. And But what people mm-hmm. fail to realize is being greedy doesn't ne- necessarily equate to, to money. You could be greedy with food. You could totally. be greedy with somebody's time. You could be greedy mm-hmm. with, you know... A lot of things, your stuff, um, paper, your cell phone. You know, I'm looking down at things <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And like you said, it's a perception of what greed is, and it doesn't always equal money, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm really happy that you brought that up because, yeah, that's the one thing that us Christian out there that is trying to have a business and trying to have a career and have a, and create a impact. And then it's like, but I'm going to only charge maybe $5. (laughs) Christianity sometimes like makes us believe that we have to be in like abject poverty to be (laughs) right with God. But like, it's just so important that realizing that nothing that I do or bring to the table has an impact. I mean, I will say like, you don't want to make money an idol or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You don't want it to be a so big a focus that it takes away from putting God and your family first, but it is totally a billion percent. Okay. To want things to charge lots of money for your services to be generous. I mean, if you think about the things that you could do if you had a ton of money, like the churches you should, could support, the nonprofits oh, you could yeah. support, the people in your own life that you could be generous to, I don't like nowhere in the Bible does God say you have to be destitute to have a good relationship with me. He says, My grace is enough, that's and I've right. given you my son, and that's all you need to have a relationship with me is being that. And so I just like, if you're out there and you feel bad about yourself for having a business and wanting things, like keep that in mind and like, go talk to your pastor, (laughs) have a conversation with your pastor. Yeah, definitely. And also look at the the stories in the Bible, like look Mm -hmm. at, look at Solomon. Yeah. He, he had a problem with women. Yes, he did. Um, He kind (laughs) of slipped up. (laughs) What man? That was super casual. <laughs> but he, you know, he had a lot of them. But what men don't, you know, seriously. But he was wise. He was wise, and people come all over just to to hear him. And he was rich, and it was like, you know, he in a way he asked. He didn't ask for it. He didn't ask for the riches. God gave it to him because, as you know, he knew that people was going to come all over 
to listen to him, to get advice from him and just to have that wisdom. I mean, and I think about that and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, this is what people are doing now. They're, they're doing the same thing now. Like coaches is in essence doing the same thing. Like people are paying coaches for their advice or, you know, help on which path they should go or, you know, different things like that in their business. There's a, there's a health coach. There is a mm-hmm. mindset coach, money coach, you know, starting a business coach. I mean, it's a coach for every single thing. I didn't realize that, but <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my goodness. But seriously though, you know, mm-hmm. just your wisdom is what they're paying for. And they want your advice because, you know, they're they're seeking out your seeking out counsel. Number one, I tell people, uh, you can go to the Lord first to see which way He wants you to go, and then come back to me. You know, mm-hmm. um, because I think that's very important to seek well, His counsel first. Well, absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think something that trips us up is like your purpose in life, the the thing that God has destined for you, always always, always has to do with service mm-hmm. because God calls us to love our neighbors. So your calling in life has to do with service. And when you are prioritizing that in your business, then you're you're doing the right thing, building those connections, building that community with other people serving, and you are allowed to charge whatever you want. You're still serving. Um, it doesn't take away from the service that you are giving somebody else if you're charging a lot of money for it. Like, and again, that money can allow you to do really wonderful things. And the service that you're giving that person, it's kingdom work. Like, so we shouldn't feel bad about it. I just feel like that's never talked about because there's a lot of mindset stuff out there that's very much like I think they call it woo-woo. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard for Christians sometimes to relate to that kind of thing. It doesn't always align with like gospel and doctrine and things like that. But if you believe that Jesus Christ is your savior, then that's where your relationship with God is founded and that's who it's through. And so these other parts of your life are part of your calling and that sort of thing. And it's okay to have desires and wants and to try to fulfill them. I agree. Thank you. I need to hear that. (laughs) I actually did too. (laughs) I guess it probably sounds dumb, but it's nice to hear it. Like me say it and actually believe it as opposed to being like a, a pontification or something. No, that's true. You know, it's so funny because my pastor, when she preaching, she's, when she preached, she say, I'm not only preaching to you guys, I'm preaching to me too. Like she said, <laughs> this goes, to, this goes for me. So it's like, you don't feel bad things she's saying because oftentimes she's basically talking about herself too. So she's mm-hmm. like, I'm in this too, you know? So yeah. Yeah, we all are, you know? So yeah, I, I really love uh, that you spoke it out like that because yeah, it's definitely time for a different shift in our mindset and our thinking. And, mm-hmm. you know, other people are doing it and they don't even flinch about it. They do not. Yeah. Oh, I'm charging $3,500. Um, I bring home $3,500 right now and it takes me some serious work. You mean tell me you could do this in one session like seriously you know so that's the truth that's the truth okay so where can everyone find you yes you can find me on facebook my business profile is uh, fleece freelancing but if you are interested in hearing about storytelling or how do you tell stories in your business how to write well how to connect with your audience 
the best place to hang out with me is actually on my email list. So we'll drop the link to that somewhere in the podcast space, Yes, <laughs> wherever Candace puts it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be in the show notes. <laughs> yes. That's what that's called. <laughs> the podcast space. Oh my goodness. Awesome. And then we're going to uh, link your, uh, your Facebook and your Facebook and your website and the link oh, yes. in the show notes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? I forgot. <laughs> yes. Connect with me there too. You're just, you're more than welcome to wherever. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Candice. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I did as well. I did.